the college football experience. Ole Miss Rebels 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Check it out. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, what's up you degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. You're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swiggin' Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. We are talking Ole Miss Rebel football. The lane train. He once kicked a 78-yard field goal in a game. <laughs> Great coaching. All right. Uh, lane is 23 and 13 in three years in Oxford, Mississippi. The Grove. We got to get to the Grove and get to a game. Have a few cocktails. There we go. Yeah, with La- not Brian Kelly and his family, with Lane Kiffin and his family, huh? Uh, here we are. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for the DFS God himself. When college football season kicks off, remember we'll be doing these DFS episodes. A lot of fun. Uh, we invite month, you to month away. Yeah, we invite we invite you to come play. So hop on over. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living. The free lock given former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it to MC Nick in the place to be. Yes, sir. There we go. Let's get it going. Play a little Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl. All right. Lane Kiffin making almost $9 million a year. Woo. And I'm curious, what do you, what do you make of a, uh, of of really everything here, there were five. He was five and five in year one, but you got to remember, year one was also the COVID year. So, uh, do you put much into that year? Not really. First year head coach in COVID, you kind of throw that out the window. So, I mean, year two is is really where he won ten games, lost in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, then last year kind of came back down to earth a little bit. I don't think last year they were as talented as as twenty one. So uh, year four, you know, Hey, 9 million a year. Is that what you said? That's a yeah. lot of money. They expect results. I think uh, it'd be nice to see them you know, kind of get, get the, the, the double digit wins again, or get close. Maybe win one more game or something. I don't know. What do you think? Well, he re-upped 
uh, I remember he flirted with going to Auburn. I feel like, and it seemed like he, I think he re-upped or they renegotiated something. I could be talking out of my ass right now, but yeah, you look back at last season, they got, they beat Troy in the first game of the season, which was a very good win considering Troy went on to be very good, but it was also Kane Womack's uh, first year. Wait, no, not Kane Womack. Uh, John Summerall's first game ever at Troy. But after that, they cruised to victories, just annihilating central Arkansas and Georgia tech. To Tulsa though kept it within one score. And I mean they <laughs> Tulsa really wasn't, Tulsa wasn't very good last year either. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, the Troy win ended up being really good for the resume, but like you look at the wins, the Kentucky win was very, very interesting. Uh that game was was very uh, very that was a great game to watch, but they couldn't lost they that game. By, by yeah. three. Sure. Um, but at the same time, they did beat AM. I was at that game in College Station. If anything, the score wasn't as close as as what it was really like a 10 point win. Kept it within six with Bama. Kept it within two against, you know, Mike Leach, our friend, uh, in the final uh the final game of the regular season, the Egg Bowl. Um I feel like last year was kind of easy to spot, uh, as far as by the way, I want I believe what was the number last year? Was it eight? Was it flat eight? On the wind. Oh total? man, I, I don't remember. I know looking at the schedule, you know, in, in last year in the preseason, we're like, man, they have the easiest start to the schedule ever. And and sure enough, they won what the first seven in a row. Now they ended up losing the last four and five of the last six. So obviously the strength of schedule ratcheted up the second half of the season. They and beat- it 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 proved that Ole Miss just wasn't that great that good last year. They were <laughs> they were uh slightly above average. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. They beat, they beat Troy. That's the best win on their season <laughs> or Kentucky, you know? Yeah. Um, but so they only beat one P five opponent that had a winning record. And that was that Kentucky game where you could argue they were kind of fortunate to to pull yeah. that out. Yeah. Also got smacked in the bowl game in the uh, tax act bowl <laughs> by Texas uh, tech. Correct. Yeah. By, by Joey McGuire and Texas tech. So interesting there. And uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big year. It's a big year, but very exciting year. I think if you're an Ole Miss rebel fan, For sure. um, we're going to talk about that because, and well, well, actually hang on, let's talk. We're going to go into the transfer portal, but Lane Kiffin was recently at sec media days. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that he is complaining about the transfer portal. I mean, while also you utilizing it more than 90% anybody. of other coaches. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even, <much>. <laughs> even at Florida Atlantic, I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't understand if they close up the transfer portal lane, you're not going to be as good. <laughs> you well, know what I, I mean? mean? <laughs> I figure, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's true. Cause I think he's, he can recruit he can bring in talent in a, in a variety of ways, whether it's, you know, traditional through high school or transfer portal. Uh, I mean, it's kind of ironic that he's complaining about it because he does, he is definitely using it to his advantage. Look at his roster this year or last year. You can see transfer portal guys up and down it. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, but I mean, I know you've had your problems with Kiffin. I enjoy Kiffin. Like, I think he's a obviously he's a huge personality. I think it's good for the sport. He's fun. He, he makes games interesting. Where Ole Miss, let's face it, they haven't been the most interesting team in the country in years past. Uh, they were a, kind of an average to uh, below average SEC West opponent. He has brought them into the spotlight at least. That's what he does wherever he's at, for better or for worse. Strip Club Freeze did it first. Hugh Strip Club Freeze True. brought him into the spotlight. But yes. 
Um, and I guess I just have problems because like. I do think he benefits more than most. I mean, this they took Iowa State starting safety like a couple weeks before the season last year. Like, yeah. So why? Yeah. Why are you complaining about it? Like, sure. I mean, I I get it. Like, he has to use whatever is the rules of the game, whether you like him or not. So, I guess in some regards, I understand what he's saying that that he would prefer that the portal wasn't like this. But if it is like this, then he has to play by the rules of the NCA. So I, I guess well, I kind of hear what he's saying, but well, it is it's just funny. Hold on, let me let me raise you one more here. This is a guy that took the Tennessee coaching job for one year and then left for USC. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to get on this high horse of players looking for a better opportunity, that's exactly what you did at Tennessee. You were there, Tennessee signed a big deal, and then oh, a year later, gone. Right? That's and when, very when you, fair. And when he was at FAU, guess what? He couldn't wait to get the fuck out of town for a better <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> you know, I, I just have issues with, I, I, I just look Mike Leach, f- longtime friend of the show, rest in peace. And I know he was good friends with Kiffin. So he's probably a great guy, but I'm just saying like, what are you complaining about? I don't, you you get paid $9 million a year. Just shut the fuck up and deal with it. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I see your point. Definitely. But uh, look, he's won double digit wins at three different schools now. So wherever he goes, he succeeds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. He's probably a hell of a nice guy, but I I just thought that point was sour. I was watching that here in studio, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" I'm like, if there's <laughs> See, any, if I'll there's just any let school, him rant. Yeah. <laughs> just let him rant and don't hold too much stock in it. You know, it's just like, I mean, he he looked drunk. <laughs> or that, was stoned, great. Or, that was great. That was great. He he definitely, yeah, he definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely look like a young Roy Munson. You know right. what I so mean? Put like, a mic in, you know, in the, in the era of so many bland head coaches that aren't willing to say anything and ruffle any feathers, put any like, you know, billboard material out there or bulletin board material, at least he will say something, whether you agree or disagree with it. Look, and I like him in that capacity. Like I said, anyone who attempts a 76 yard field goal in a game, I am going to be a fan of. All right. I, I am going to be a fan of. So, uh, look, uh, we're going to talk about the transfer portal that I'm speaking about in a second here. We're going to talk about the offense, the defense, special teams, and go game by game on the schedule. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, because uh, it is the home for all of our college sports podcasts. Remember, I also host the college basketball experience. Chris Beard in the house in Oxford. When the college basketball season tips, I will be here each and every night of the college basketball season. We already have preseason episodes planned. Uh, just did an off season check-in episode. So check out that episode. Also the college baseball experience. Oh, Ole Miss won a national championship just two years ago. Uh, me and Noah Beanick talk college baseball there. And don't forget, we now have the, uh, the FCS college experience and uh, the big 12 experience. So check out those. We come together as one. This is the, this, what you're currently listening to is the college football experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, so subscribe, tell a friend and check out all that good stuff. Uh, but I want to tell you that the old miss rebels, 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. There's ton of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons. Uh, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast an ad free censored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. And you know, I I'm telling you, it's going to be really cool. We're going to release a lot of, whether it's personal stories of gambling or personal stories of hanging out with Mike Leach uh, or other, other people. Um, we're going to, I think you're going to dig it. I think you're going to dig it. So there's even a discord channel for the patrons. Uh, the sports gambling podcast. Patreon is a great way to explore exclusive perks. 
and support SGPN. Once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. All right, we are back on the Ole Miss Rebels 2023 college football season preview. Uh, let's, I mean, <clears throat> let's just jump right in because this is going to take a minute. All right. Because uh, as I alluded <laughs> take, to take a drink yeah, of water, yeah, <laughs> cut your breath. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll key in on who's departing first, departing <laughs> wide receiver, Brandon Buckhalter. I don't know if there's any relation to Corey Buckhalter. Uh, he's gone portal. Uh, defensive lineman Jabron Hawkins is now with Deion Sanders in Colorado. He says, We coming. Offensive tackle Philentha Carswell, great name. He's now at uh he's now in Memphis, Tennessee at the Liberty Bowl. Beale Street. Linebacker Danny Lockhart. I don't think any relation to Eugene, but maybe. Uh he's now a Texas AM Aggie. Going in division. And that's that's an interesting side of it too. Is there's been a little feud between Jimbo and Lane lately. I'm on Team Lane here. Uh, <laughs> safety Braxton Myers heads out to the Purdue Boilermakers, as well as cornerback Markavius Brown to the P- Purdue Boilermakers. Defensive lineman Taiwan Malone goes to Ohio State. Safety Elijah Sabatini is in the portal. Tight end Casey Kelly's now an Oregon Duck, saying quack quack. Quack. Same with Ty Sheem Johnson at the safety. He goes to Oregon. Cornerback Davison Igbinsuan. He is now at Ohio State as well. So I mean, I guess I see his point on some of these. Wide receiver Jalen Robinson heads out to TCU, but once again, they took Zach Evans from TCU the year before. Uh quarterback Kinked Dent. <laughs> Great name. He is now at UT Martin with the Skyhawks. Cornerback Kendrick Breedlove is now with Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders. Uh, linebacker Austin Keys to my Beamer Ma is now at Auburn. Brutal. That's but these these SEC West transfers. Uh, safety Deshaun Jenkins heads out to Don Brown and UMass. Um, cornerback Miles Battle heads out to Kyle Whittingham in Utah. Defensive end Jaron uh, Willis heads to South Carolina. Off the tackle, Hamilton Hall is at Arkansas State. Defensive lineman Jan- Jalen Cunningham's in the portal. Offensive tackle, Tobias Braun is in the portal. Running back Isaiah Woolard's in the portal. Cornerback Derek Ber- Bermudez is in the portal. Safety MJ Daniels goes to Southern Miss. Off the tackle, Eric Cade goes to M- uh, Missouri State. Defensive end D- uh, Demon Clowney is in the portal, or Damon Clowney, I'm sorry. Uh, Defensive end Brandon Mack heads to Houston. <laughs> Running back Kentrell Bullock heads to South Alabama. Quarter, quarterback Luke Altmeyer, who played some a uh, year ago, goes to the Illinois Fighting Illini. Oh my God! And that's what they lost. <laughs> I think they brought in more than they lost. Yes, so yes. You're not even halfway there. <laughs> former former Lane Kiffin recruit probably T.J. Young, the safety from Florida Atlantic, comes in. To Ole Miss, and then wide receiver Zakari Franklin, who they just paid paid up for one of the best receivers. This was a four star transfer get from UTSA, stud for the Roadrunners the past few years. He comes in, also was able to talk away Matt Jones, the running back from leaving. Originally entered the portal, was able to talk him back. Uh, defense lineman Akello Stone from Georgia Tech comes in. They play Georgia Tech. That's always good. Uh, cornerback Justin Hodges from UCF comes into Ole Miss. Um, was able to talk back. Demarco Williams, also a corner that entered the portal. Cornerback Jaden uh, 
Kennedy uh, from Tulane. That's a great get. And remember, they also play Tulane. I think that's his philosophy. If we attack the teams on our schedule, they get worse. We get better. Um, <laughs> Nebraska defensive lineman Stephen Wynn or Stefan Wynn, and he's pretty decent. That was a good get for them. He goes to to Ole Miss. Uh, JMU, their best defensive player, probably uh, Isaac Uku, heads into Ole Miss. Then you have the likes of uh, Georgia Tech cornerback Zamari Walton, a four-star transfer to Ole Miss. Loading up on the teams you play against is a genius angle. Uh, <laughs> That's honestly, next level right there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Able to talk talk back a couple other guys. Jamon Gordon, the defense lineman, flirted with the portal. Uh, same with Ashanti. Uh, Sistunk, uh, it was in the portal. Cornerback uh, Deshaun Gaddy from North Texas comes in. Linebacker Monty Montgomery. This guy was a stud at Louisville last year. He is now at Ole Miss. Uh, Walker Howard, son of Jay Howard, the former LSU quarterback. He was at LSU. Now he transfers in. We're going to talk more about that in a second because, <clears throat> I mean, four star transfer get for Lane Kiffin and perhaps the starter, you know, a year or two from now. Washington offensive lineman Victor Kroon comes in. Uh, Memphis tight starting tight end, four star get here. This guy's a stud with Memphis last year. Caden Pricecorn comes in. Uh, also, NC State defensive lineman Joshua Harris. Texas A&M wide receiver Chris Marshall. This was a big time recruit at A&M. Chris Marshall. Uh, Louisiana Tech wide receiver Trey Harris. He was a stud at Louisiana Tech last last year. Uh, Oklahoma State. Quarterback for 35 years, Spencer Sanders. I mean, that guy started more games than anyone in college football, I would bet. Uh, now that Bennett's graduated, or I guess he hasn't graduated, but he's in the NFL. Um, Miami, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Miami, Ohio cornerback John Saunders comes in. And uh, UCF linebacker Jeremiah Jean Baptiste comes in. Also, Texas A&M kicker Caden Davis comes in. Holy shit! I probably I I think I got them all, but I could have messed up here. Um, did they win the portal, NC Nick? Yes, I think so. If if people are still listening after that, <laughs> yeah, I think they won the portal. I'm you know uh, the portal take it and they give it. You know, or they're, they give it and they take it away. Uh, so they, a lot of players coming, a lot of players going, but I think, um, I mean, there is areas of need on this roster and I think he did a good job filling them. I mean, look at the, the DBs is, is crazy. I mean, they brought in six new cornerbacks. They got like four or five guys leaving. Good luck trying to figure out who's going to start. And you know, if the, the, if the offense is going to be better than last year or the defense is going to be better than last year. So a lot of new of moving pieces, you wonder how long it's going to take lane to put them together. Overall, I would say more talent enters than departs. So give him the W for sure. To me, like getting Franklin and some of those defensive guys, the linebacker from uh, like he, they loaded up, man, they yeah. loaded up. They would yeah. say they certainly want it to me, but yeah. uh, can you coach it? And, and can it be cohesive that fast? I think is the big question. Um, and let's just say, I mean, not talk too much schedule yet, but um, Alabama and LSU are on the schedule in September. Yeah, so cohesiveness gonna play a key role. Let's talk about the offense because a year ago, remember uh, they had lost Jeff Lebby to uh, to Oklahoma, and then Charlie Weiss Jr. Uh, came in, and uh, you know, um, did he have a uh, decided schematic advantage also? <laughs> 
and, I and, love I love making fun of his dad for saying that that yeah. arrogant prick. <laughs> uh John David Baker also, right? Uh Coco OC with everyone's doing it these days. Um so the quarterback room. Jackson Dart is the penciled in starter, which is crazy to think because Spencer Sanders has started like a thousand games. Then you have Walker Howard, who is really highly recruited, right? So my problem here is that I expect one of the like if Spencer Sanders not named the starter by week one, or not even week one, if he's getting the the feel two weeks before the season, he could bounce again. Sure, because he's a grad. Yeah. He right. could bounce again, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of teams. Uh, what's your opinion on on Jackson Dart in general? I like see. his stats last year were pretty good. He threw for 3K, 20 touchdowns, 11 picks. His completion percentage was north of 60. percent He ran for over 600 yards. He never. I don't. I mean, he had some good games, but he never completely impressed me that much. Sure. And he was just a sophomore though. So there's sure. that, but yeah, I mean, I, I would assume Sanders would start, but I guess not. And once again, everything we're hearing is that dart is starting, but I kind of agree with you. Like I'm a Spencer Sanders guy, you know, I mean, two years ago, he was very close to having inches away from having Oklahoma state in the college football playoffs. And and I don't think Spencer Sanders wants to be a backup this year. This is like his thirty fifth year of college I football. I don't think so. I so, mean, yeah, maybe he's just cashing a nice paycheck coming to Ole Miss. But yes, I would assume he wants to play. Well, the best part um, about this is he can cash that check and still transfer out because there are no fucking <laughs> rules in college football. Um, so uh, good luck there. But no, I mean, I, you look around at other other situations and teams. I mean, we just saw Alabama go for, for Buckner from uh, Notre Dame and we, we could rattle off a certain amount of schools that could, would easily take Spencer Sanders right now. For sure. Well, I mean, they're loaded at the quarterback position. This is probably one of the best quarterback rooms in the country with three potential, you know, starter worthy guys. So it'll be interesting if dart gets the job on day one and if he can hold on to it, uh, because with those kind of guys behind him, if everyone stays a bad game or two, and maybe we'll see Sanders or Altmar. Uh, yeah, not Altmar. Alt- or, or yeah. Walker Howard. Yeah, Walker Howard. Um, Altmar left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing, I was just like looking on my screen right now. Of Kiffin calls himself the Portal King. <laughs> That's another thing. Back to my comment yeah, before. Why are you complaining <laughs> if you're the Portal King? Um, <laughs> Anyway, the quarterback situation is pretty good. We'll monitor that scenario. Obviously, we we will break news if if anything happens there. Uh, they have the best running back in the nation, perhaps in in Quinshawn Judkins. This guy's a fucking stud. I was at the A uh, and M game, and man, when you watch him in person, you're even more impressed. You're like, this guy's an NFL running back. I don't think there's any perhaps about it. I think he is the best. He did all that last year as a true freshman. You forget Zach Evans, the former five-star transferred in from TCU and Zach Evans is on the Rams. Now he's a very good running back. He almost, he almost ran for a thousand yards last year also, but I think Zach Evans thought that, you know, he was going to be the top dog bell cow and the no, this true freshman Judkins comes in and ah, man, the dude's, the dude's a beast. Best running back in the country. Hands down. And they also have Ulysses Bentley who started at, at SMU. Uh, to back him up. So you got to like mm-hmm. the depth there receiver wise. Jordan Watkins is back. They bring in Zachary Franklin. 
They also have Dayton Wade, but Trey Harris comes in also. So they get Franklin and Harris from the portal studs. Their tight end they get was so their tight end room is fantastic too. Bringing in Priest Corn from uh, Memphis, all AAC first team tight end, and then Michael Trigg. Don't forget the USC transfer. This team is loaded at the skill positions. All new faces there, and you know, I mean, last year, like uh, Malik Heath caught over 900 yards, and Jonathan Mingo, who's a Carolina Panther now, was over 800. But I don't know. I felt like their receivers were a lot better two years ago. I felt like the playmakers on the outside were better two years ago. Hopefully, with these new guys coming in for Ole Miss fans, they can get back to two years ago because I thought the passing attack suffered a, a little bit last year. True, and and so Caleb Warren is back on the offensive line at the center spot. They also have Jeremy James back, and then they get Victor Kern from Washington, who's penciled to be a starter. They're basically bringing back four of five. Jaden Williams, the left tackle, was very good uh, a season ago, so, and the right tackle is Michael Pettis. So this team is good, man. Like, oh, this, that offensive line is yeah. potential top ten unit in the country. I think our guy Phil Steele has him ranked sixth best in the country as far as offensive lines. So uh, there's a lot to like about the offense for sure. For sure, and make sure we got Phil Steele penciled in on the show this week. So make sure you check out that episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually think the offense is going to be better than a season ago. I know they lose Zach Evans. Right. I know they lose those, you know, a couple of wideouts. But I actually think this offense with the the offensive line stepping forward, and then Judkins back and quarterback it Dart, his second year starting, or Sanders. I agree. I think the offense can be better. Should be better. They are breaking in a new kicker. They get the A and M transfer, Caden Davis, coming in. Something to monitor if it's close games. <laughs> Defensively, uh, fifty-six scoring defense a year ago. Eighty-ninth in run defense. Fifty-fourth in pass defense. Charting at seventy-fourth uh, in total defense. Uh, that's just crazy to me because it's not like they played. It's not like they played a triple option team. They didn't play Georgia or anything like. Um, man, 89th in run defense. They got to work on that. Uh, and, and they get Pete Golding to come over from Alabama. He was the defensive coordinator under Nick Saban. So that's a nice get. Obviously uh, knew each other from uh, their time together in, in Tuscaloosa. And he's well, also ch- changing the defense to a three, four. Yeah. So uh, uh, wow. I mean, uh, I'm just curious what you make of uh, the defense side. So, I mean, they're going to be, we'll get into the players here because they bring back seven. All right. They bring back seven uh, and they bring in a shit ton of transfers. So there's this Uh, Cedric Johnson is back. They also have Jaden Ivy, the Georgia tech transfer on the defensive line. Also JJ Pagoose, Stefan Wynn. I like the depth there on the defensive side of the ball. Joshua Harris comes in from NC state at the nose tackle spot. That's one to to monitor and also Uku, the uh, JMU transfer. Um, man, I mean the the linebacking core, Monty Montgomery was a stud. Get they brought yeah. in guys, man. They brought like in guys. Gene, Gene Baptiste from UCF yeah. at linebacker, also. And then uh, yeah, D, DBs. I mentioned all the cornerbacks they brought in, including the guy John Saunders. Shout out to uh, the John Saunders we know yeah. uh, from Miami of Ohio and, and Walton from Georgia Tech. They might be the starters. It's tough to say because this defense side of the ball, there's going to be a, a. I mean, they brought back what seven starters, but there's a ton of new guys too. So I think chances are they'll probably be better. I do now, too. New, new coordinator also. I mean, 
we'll see how the the new coordinator does, but he's he's done well in the past at his other stops, including Alabama. So I, I think you're you're gonna see improvement. Yeah, they still have Ishim Young, uh, the Iowa State transfer at the strong safety spot. They bring back just a ton. Tennyson coming in from Auburn. I I really think you're right. The defense will be better. They also they bring back their punter, Frazier Mason. Um such a great punter name. I mean, I, I, they got to be better. They got to be better, right? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to go game by game on the schedule because the roster is better than a season ago, in my opinion. Um, but before we do all that, I want to tell you that the Ole Miss Rebels 2023 season previews brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And uh, look, it's available in a ton of different markets, so check it out. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to uh, to enter the Best Ball Mania, where first place gets uh, only a million dollars. All right, head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, here we are. Back on the college football experience. If you're watching on YouTube, you see this sweet graphic. It is done by Cam Kerr. He might be a Texas A&M grad, but you can you can feel free to tweet him talking shit. But uh, he did a good job here. The win total seven and a half. Are you surprised at that win total just off the top of your head, NC Nick? Not really. They won. They won eight games last year. A little low, so I think my initial lean was I kind of like the over here. Now, granted, I don't think the schedule is quite as easy as last year. It's not too much more difficult, but but it's 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 more difficult than last year. Uh, but I think that the, the roster is more talented and more experienced. So um, I guess yeah, I was uh, yeah, I think um, eight or eight and a half probably would have been my guess if I was trying to guess the line. So initial lean would be over. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, let's let's hop into it because uh, it's going to be a fun season here. Week one, the Mercer Bears of the FCS come to town. Uh, yeah, they uh, they they played way back in 1911. That was great. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, one and zero, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Now, one of the more interesting non-con games is they head to New Orleans. To Yolman Stadium, take on Tulane and Willie Fritz. It's a fun one. I still think Ole Miss is going to beat them. You? I think here is where you see one of the better offensive lines in the SEC, if not the country, and the best running back. I think that's tough for a G five opponent to deal with. Tulane got kind of hit in the portal too. I thought they took some hits in the portal. Uh, week three, Georgia Tech and Brent Key comes to town. This was forty-two Slaughter. nothing. This was forty-two nothing a year ago. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I remember Georgia Tech winning national championships in the nineties and Ole Miss being ass, and now it's vice versa. Well, not national championships, but Ole Miss putting together winning seasons. Uh, <laughs> and they used to play in the SEC together. Georgia Tech member left the SEC, so uh, that's a fun. That's, right. that's a fun one. Three and zero, uh, and then they head to Tuscaloosa on September twenty third. Any chance you're going to take uh, the Rebels in Tuscaloosa, NC Nick? You know, if, you, if this is a year, I mean, if any year to get Alabama at home, it might be this year with everybody new on Bama's side, including a new quarterback, whoever that turns out to be. But I'm still going to take Saban at home here. I agree. Three and one, and unfortunately, they got Brian Kelly and, and his family coming the very next week. Brutal stretch here. Yeah. Back to back. I mean, these are like two potential top five teams in the country back to back. At least one's at home. Uh, And remember this year, they draw 
they draw Georgia. They, you know, they Ooh. play Georgia like once every 35 years in the SEC yeah. because of the the seven game schedule. And, but yeah, I got them uh, losing. I got a three and two. I got LSU getting them. There's Same that here. record of teams that play Bama in the next week. They're terrible. So right. uh, I'll, I'll buy into I'm it. With, then, yeah. then they host the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is a winnable game here. I think they get this one. Although I think it's uh, almost an insult to say it's winnable. I think Ole Miss is going to be favored. Yeah. Probably by a touchdown. So yeah, I'll miss. Yeah. I don't, I think more like four or five, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, give me uh give me Ole Miss to get that done. That puts them at four and two heading into the bye. You got them at four and two as well. Yes, sir. Now it gets interesting. Get the reunion. Hugh strip club freeze is hosting his old employer. Old Miss uh, coming into the plains to take on the Auburn Tigers. Man, this is where it gets tricky. This I kind of want to give this tricky. to Auburn. I think I, I kind of want to give it to Auburn. I mean, Old Miss has uh, the better roster right now, but yeah, it's a rivalry, obviously, because they play every year as SEC West opponents, and and at Auburn is always tough. Yeah, I'm and saying I think loss. they may be a little bit better this year than expected. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you. Hopefully, we don't agree on everything else on on this whole schedule. But uh, yeah, chalk it up as a loss. Well, they're four and three, and now they host Vanderbilt, which they get every year, which is always a blessing. But <laughs> Vanderbilt's not terrible this year. Um, I still think they get this done. Five and three once Especially again at home. Yeah, the win total seven and a half, folks. Now the big one, November fourth, Texas A and M. Bobby Petrino, AKA road rash face coming into town, man. I Texas A and M is a complete wild card in this college football season. <laughs> I can see, I, I can see them winning the national championship. I could also see them going four and eight and firing everybody. Won this game yeah. at a and M you were at it a year ago. They won by three. <sighs> you know, I, if I, if I'm, if I'm saying Ole Miss is going to lose at Auburn, then I'm going to give them this game and say they win it. I'll join you. I don't feel great about this one though, man, but I'll join you. So that puts me at what? That puts me at uh, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, and three. Yep. And now they head at Georgia. You got to hate the fact they get Bama and LSU back to back and AM and Georgia back to back. So there's like your four, the four most talented teams on your schedule from a recruiting standpoint. Right. I got them losing this. What do you got uh, happening there between the hedges in Sanford Stadium? Yeah, I'm afraid we might end up with the same overall record here, but uh, I, I can't say they're going to go win at Georgia. So give me an L. Six and four. Is that right? Six and four. And then ULM, Terry Bowden. <laughs> Never fade a Bowden a big game, says Patty C. Uh, this is a win. Seven and four. Obviously. And then the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. It's at Mississippi State this year. Does that matter? Oh man, yeah, it does. I mean, the, I but I mean, these games are always wild. These games are always wild as shit. Um, There's so many question marks with Mississippi State. You can't, you can't have them winning this. I mean, they won last year at Ole Miss. I, I think uh, revenge. Ole Miss gets it on the road this year. They go to eight and four in the over. Nope. Wow. I just think I'm giving them too many fringe games. I gave them Tulane. I gave them Arkansas. I gave them A and M. I gave. I'm going to give them Mississippi State. They're going to lose one of those. They're going to lose one of those. Well, you had them losing to Auburn too. I disagree. Eight and four over. I think Ole Miss is clearly the better team than Mississippi State, and we have no idea the coaching for for Mississippi State. Throw out the record books in this. 
in Fair these games. This is maybe this is, the ghost of Mike Leach can lend a hand to uh, Stark Vegas there, but I, I gotta go Ole Miss man and give me the over. Oh man, I mean, look, I'm not even saying it's gonna be the Mississippi State game, but I'm gonna see between that and A and M, they're gonna lose one of those November games. Seven and five. Even though I think this team's better, wow. I think the schedule's harder this year because they get Georgia from the other side of the division and also at Tulane. Right. And I also think Georgia Tech's gonna be a little bit better this year than they were a season ago. Yeah, that probably won't matter though. Still, means the schedule's harder. All right. I'm on the under. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Portal King. Maybe I'll be wrong. All right. Uh <laughs> folks, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with college football campus tour regarding his uh, time down there in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, so um, with no further, uh, and if you haven't checked out Michael Barker's page, you need to, because it's fantastic. But anyway, here's that interview. I, I, I uh, had to do, I had the honor of doing with interviewing uh, Michael Barker here. So with no further ado, joining me on the college football experience, Ole Miss rebels, 2023 season preview is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. You might be wondering what, what, who's college football? Just get yourself on over to Twitter and check out the page at CFB campus tour. Cause Michael, Michael is a must follow. If you love college football, he goes to all the stadiums, he, every single FBS stadium, most of the FCS, probably some D two D three NAIA stuff as well. And he documents all of it on his, he'll go to like five, six games a week folks. And he documents all of it. It is fantastic. He's got the photo of the game and everything. It's just a must follow. If you love college football, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little Vaught Hemingway stadium and Ole Miss football. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, can't wait for the season. We got six games week one, but until then let's uh, talk about some great sec stadiums like the bot. Yeah. I mean, you gotta love this one. Tell me about the, I, I, I just love the fact that for the most part, I think in the sec, other stadiums are right around the hundred year mark. Correct. Most of them. Yeah. The only yeah. one that's built post 1940 is uh, Kentucky. Otherwise all of them were built before 1940. Absolutely fantastic. And I uh, look, I've never been here. I have always been told to get to the stadium. Uh, Patty C my co-host who's normally with me. His, his brother went to Ole Miss and he's like, you gotta go, you gotta go the tailgating, the whole experience. Fantastic. So tell me about, well, first tell me about the history of Vaught Hemingway. Yeah. So it was built in 1915. So like you said, over a hundred years, uh, originally it started with 24,000 seats now it has 64,000 seats. It's named after Judge William Hemingway and former coach Johnny Vaught. Uh, it's the site of the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving every other year, the rivalry with Mississippi State. Uh, the biggest crowd they ever had was in 2016 versus Alabama, uh, 66,176. And you mentioned it, uh, the world famous tailgating at the Grove. It's something that um, all college football fans should go to, and hopefully you don't get too trash to not make it into the stadium, but it, it's, it's worth the price of admission just for the tailgating. Yeah. I mean, it's always seemed pretty cool, but they're one of these schools. Uh, I know they have a great history, but they also uh, from the years I started getting in the college football, which was the early nineties, they weren't great for a, a, a while. And really they've been, you know, since the sec networks came, came about, they've, they've found their way into being pretty successful now. And I can only imagine that that helps increase the, uh, the, the buzz around town about the Ole Miss rebels football. Uh, how many times have you been there? 
So I've been there twice. One was in 2018 and one was last year. 2018 game, it was against Alabama. Uh, they threw a touchdown in the third play of the game to DJ Metcalf and then gave up, I want to say, like 59 straight points. So that was a, a rough one. But last year I went to uh, the Egg Bowl and it was um, Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach in his last game as a college football coach. Um, it was a great game. Mississippi State pulled out 24-22. Unfortunately, we lost Coach Leach in the offseason. I know he's a a friend of the show. And, uh, you know, it always will stick in my memory that game. Uh, I made a point to go to these Egg Bowls every year. COVID hit. Um, I went to the 2019 one, and and some things went down in that game. They got all the coaches fired. And, you know, a couple years later to be back at, the Vought with Lane Kiffin and, and Mike Leach. It was, it was a, uh, just showed how much progress had been made with both uh, programs. So that one will always stick in my memory. Yeah. And I know Lane would probably tell you, I know he, you know, probably upset you lose the game, but Lane's good friends with Mike Leach and, and we were too. And uh, you know, that he, if he had to lose one game, that would be the one knowing that it would be the final game of Mike Leach. May he rest in peace, legendary coach. But uh but yeah, so how was the fan turnout though? And the, obviously, Egg Bowl to me is like they don't. I to me like it, describing college football to someone that doesn't know college football. One of the t- things I would recommend would be like watch the Egg Bowl because that, that I love that rivalry. It's one of the I think the most underrated rivalries from a national standpoint. Uh, how was that experience? It was great. Uh, I went to the 2019 one. It was at Starkville, Mississippi state. I walked in and it took me about a quarter to adjust to the bells going off the whole time, the uh, cowbells. And it, the environment was unbelievable. And fast forward a couple of years later to get into uh, Oxford, which is just a college football town. That's what it is. And, you know, there's other things to do, but it's all centered around Ole Miss football. And, uh, you know, from the start of the game, there was a light show uh, spelled out Old Miss and cursive on the field, sold out. You know, a lot of uh, schools there on break. The students are going to get home. There was a, a huge crowd there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot on the line because Old Miss, you know, they had a good record. And, and so did Mississippi State. You win that one, you get a more prestigious ball game. So uh, I made a rule that I'm never having Thanksgiving dinner with my family ever again. And that I will be at the Egg Bowl. And if they want to have turkey the day before I leave or when I get back, that's fine. But this, like you said, this is a college football tradition. You know, we know the NFL does, you know, Detroit Lions. Nobody wants to watch that. They put the Cowboys on against a terrible opponent. This is this is Thanksgiving football, and it's been going on for a long time. So um, I recommend everybody get to the Egg Bowl, especially in Oxford. Amen, man. Yeah, you can have the Lions game or Dallas. They put both games that are in domes, so you don't even get like a. It's Thanksgiving. You're supposed to football is supposed to be played outdoors. That's why you watch the Egg Bowl and you get passion, true fan passion. It's unbelievable. I gotta get to a game with you, and I love folks. Is that not a, a strong enough selling point right there? Like I don't even have to. I don't have to. I don't have to promote them anymore. He's like, I told my family, look, it's been fun on Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be at the egg bowl. That's why you should follow college football campus tour, AKA Michael Barker, uh, the Twitter account. If I don't know if you're watching on YouTube folks, youtube.com slash the college experience. But if you're just listening to this from an audio standpoint, it's at CFB campus tour, hop on over to Twitter, give him a follow because he does great work. And obviously right there, the passion Uh, mom, 
dad, you know, whoever. Uh, look, Thanksgiving, yeah, we could we could celebrate it on on Wednesday because I know Friday there's more college football games, which you'll probably be at if you know Michael. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man, and uh, maybe one day we can catch a game at Vaught Hemingway. Absolutely. And just a quick little note, 2019, I had my brother come with me. We did Thursday night, egg bowl, Friday night, Virginia, Saturday, Western Kentucky slept like four hours and he's never come on a trip with me since then. So, uh, <laughs> so that just solves that right. Folks, there, folks follow him. That that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying to follow my account folks. I'm just a schmuck over here. All right. Michael is doing uh, like, it's just the coolest page. I didn't know Michael before twi- uh, Twitter algorithm hooked me up. And I was like, who is this fucking maniac? He is fantastic. And that is Michael Barker. So Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, brother. Absolutely. Colby. Thank you. Michael Barker. Love that. You gotta love the fact you're telling family, Hey, you know what? Um, the egg bowl is more important. All That's right? a great line. I yeah. love that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We got to get down there for, for, uh, for an egg bowl. For uh, sure. I know you're on the over. Is this something you could be saying maybe in August on the locks episode? You know, I like it. I, I'm not, it, it might not make the lock episode. I mean, that's pretty lofty ground right there, but I feel pretty good about the over on this. Let's go Ole Miss. Mm, mm, there we go. Hotty toddy. NC Nick says, I'm on the under, but I don't feel very good about this at all. I think Ole Miss could be, I think they, they could be like a nine and three team, 10 and two team at best case scenario. Uh, no, probably nine and three, actually. Best case scenario, I think nine and three. What's worst case? Six and six? Uh, there's, no, case? there's no way. No way they don't go six and six. I mean, hold on. Let me just paint this. So if they lose to Tulane on the second week of college football season, that's one loss. Bama, two. LSU three, Auburn four, A and M five, Georgia six, Mississippi State seven. I think the floor is five and seven. Yeah, but come on. I mean, this roster is not losing all those games. I know, but still, I mean, I didn't even say Arkansas. Arkansas is capable of beating them. You I know, suppose. that's the SEC West. There's a big difference between the SEC West and the SEC East, especially when you, when you draw Georgia uh, as the, the team on the other side. So it's going to be great to watch. I'm on the under NC Knicks on the over folks. Subscribe to the college football experience. Remember wherever podcasts can be found the college football experience, the college basketball experience, the FCS college football experience, the big 12 experience, the college baseball experience. We're all there for you. Check it out. Subscribe. Tell a friend. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And make sure you check out the sports gambling podcast. They're already doing their NFL team previews, all 32 teams. I know you're in Mississippi. I don't know if you root for the saints or the Falcons, but check them out. They got you covered uh, and get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. Also check out our discord. Maybe you're sitting there and you want to talk Ole Miss, whatever, baseball, football, basketball, hop in the discord sports podcast.com slash discord. And remember also that uh, we pretty much talk about every single sport in the world there. So if you want to know who's going to win, maybe perhaps are USFL fans. Yes, that's true. We got that covered in there too. Can Check they out. root for Birmingham just due, due to close proximity, or the is the fact that Birmingham's in Alabama? Does that prohibit them from or, that? Or, but do they do New Orleans Breakers because that would be tricky too? That's because that's true. Yeah, a lot of enemy territory there. Uh, Look, uh, check out the USFL gambling podcast too. So uh, look, we got stuff covered. Just hop in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, folks, can't wait for the season. 
This is the college football experience, Old Miss Rebel style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run and shoot. We can really ride and shoot.